Well, Mordechai Weiss is with us live via telephone. He has started and is in the midst of a very interesting campaign, a campaign he's actually running for a position you can't run for. Uh, Mordechai 4VP, Mordechai 4, number 4, vp.com, discusses his goal to become vice president of Yeshiva University. And um, he knows that I have a tremendous amount of love and passion for Yeshiva University. I discovered in conversations with him off the air that he also has a degree of love and certainly a lot of passion for Yeshiva University. And he is calling for a, a comprehensive alumni network, a uh, an improved career center, more of a YU Stern connection, uh, an analysis and uh, more development in the curriculum, and changes to the culture of Yeshiva University as well. He's even he's even declared at the age of 24 that he'll donate his entire first year salary to, salary to implement these five keys to the future of Yeshiva University. Now. Uh, uh, as he knows, because I discussed this with him off the air, I don't know if this is the best manner to go about this. And believe you me, I'm going to give him a hard time, and he knows that. But uh, it is always a delight to welcome to these airwaves somebody who has the same passion for such a beloved institution as I do. Mordechai Weiss, welcome to JM in the AM. Nachum, thank you so much for having me on. I think today will be a battle of passion, two people that love YU with maybe different approaches. And I'm excited to be on the show. I think it's quite perfect being that you started your illustrious radio career at YU. So thank you for having me on. And I just wanted to start off by saying I love Yeshiva University, which is why I'm running for the position of vice president at this age. I think YU is the most important institution for young Jewish professionals, and I want to see it succeed in the long term. And as you listed my five keys those are all curated from student feedback and the reason why what sparked me to lead this campaign and to go this go for this position is when i arrived on campus in 2014 we were ranked by u.s news and world report a top 50 university and recently in 2020 we are now ranked number 97 but the good news is nakam that we have the best students in the world and we have the best alumni in the world and we have unbelievable potential and i believe strongly that with with these with these five keys we will unlock that potential that we know why you has you know it's funny that you start with the with the ranking thing you know with a little bit of research with a little bit yes. of research uh, i think you would have discovered the technicality or two that that forced that ranking to be lowered the way it was I did my research. What part are you talking about? Uh, I'm, b because of some of the things that have happened at the university, technically, in terms of what is under their umbrella and not under their umbrella in the year yeah. 2020, uh, mm -hmm. it, 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 automatically, uh, the um, whatever algorithm or system is used by the uh, the people who rate universities, who grade universities, automatically there was going to be an adjustment to that. So, mm -hmm. so I, I I understand that uh, you know on the surface. It looks like th mm. things have, you know, gone south, though, so to speak. But a, mm. a little bit of research indicates that, you know, some of the technical aspects of what's happened over the last two, three years uh, le left no choice but those who evaluate the university to have it lower to drop. Mm. I believe you're talking about the, the sell-off of part of Einstein. We are still an affiliate. But is, is that what you're referring to, that when we sold Einstein, that's yeah, what, that, what caused that, the drop? That would be the main thing. 
Okay. Okay. So, so I've gotten that from a lot of people, and I have two responses to that. One, student excellence and student research, which is what that why some people think we lost the ranking from Einstein. That accounts for about twenty to thirty percent tops of the overall computation that makes our ranking. So let's say Einstein makes up a hundred percent of our student excellence, which, as you know, it doesn't. Our ranking would have fell by ten to fifteen ranks tops at most. Further. Let's say Einstein was the main cause for the drop. You would have seen a steep, immediate drop and then a stagnant ranking further. So when we sold the university in 2015 or 2016, we did drop by 15 rankings, as I just said. But you know what happened after that, Nachum? We kept going down, and we kept going down. And in 2019, we rebounded by a few rankings, and then it continued steep like, like a mountain and veil. And, and I, I don't think that it's permanent. I know we could get back immediately with, with these keys, with these agendas. But to say that it was caused from Einstein is, in my opinion, ignoring important and crucial agendas that why you need to tackle today. And that's the whole point of my campaign. Why did I take such an untraditional approach? Because I want to shed light on these issues because this is what the students want. I've spoken to thousands of students by now. From my experience at YU and in this last week when the campaign went viral, I spoke to hundreds of students, alumni, parents, donors. They say this is exactly what they want. And at the end of the day, happy students make for good rankings. Are, are the only students who love and enjoy their experience at Shiva University the ones who live in my house? Are they the only ones who have this incredible passion as students. I'm not talking now about alumni like myself who look back with tremendous fondness at some of the best years of my life um, in, in the Yeshiva University buildings. Uh, but it seems at least the students that I interact with today, and again, maybe I'm uh, it's somewhat skewed because the majority of the ones I interact with actually live in my home. Uh, they, they seem to be having the most amazing time and feel that the university, both programs, Judaic and secular, are the perfect fit for them. Maybe. Look, look, I think there's an important distinction. Yeshiva University is a fantastic experience. I will still send my kids there, and hopefully my grandkids will go there. First, I got a date, but, you know, one step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but in terms of, of, the, of the life, the students are unbelievable. I made friends at YU that I have for the rest of my life, and I am incredibly appreciative for that. This agenda and this campaign is not to say that YU has no benefits. It's to say we could be doing so much better. And the students that call me aren't complaining about their friendships. They're saying, when I went to the, when I went to the Career Center, I went to the Alumni Network, where I went to my career guidance, I didn't feel like I got the services I need. I've heard way too many times, Nafam, in the past few weeks of students saying they left with a bad taste in their mouth. Why should a single student leave YU with a bad well, taste in I, their I, mouth? Well, I, Not- I said to you off the air that uh, yeah. it, the first time we ever spoke about this, I said to you off the air mm-hmm. that, that, there is a, that there is a habit uh, um, in the Jewish community, and, and as one who has been a member and an observer of this community for a long, long time, I can tell mm-hmm. you that when it comes to experiences like you just described, if they happen yeah. at Harvard or at Barnard or at Rutgers, everyone's willing to, to accept them as, okay, that's the way things go. When it happens at Yeshiva mm-hmm. or happens at an institution that, 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 you know, that, 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 that is completely uh, affiliated uh, all in with the Jewish world, all of a sudden those types of things 
are unacceptable. So sometimes it's hard to know, you know, when, when members of our community are complaining about things, what is normal for a university, what would happen at Queens College in this in this mm-hmm. case, and, and what's unique to Yeshiva? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Look, you go to a kosher restaurant, and mm-hmm. unless you send your, your plate back three times, mm-hmm. you didn't have the real experience. Mm-hmm. But, 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 <laughs> but the, the, some of the stories I heard this week, and yes, they are anecdotal, but one story is too much, in my opinion. I heard from students that told me they went to academic advising. They were told to take one course. When it came to graduating, they said, sorry, you took the wrong course, and they didn't receive the correct advice. They had to pay an extra semester right. and stay. I, I, I get, uh, and, and then I, I get and that. And then I also, heard, I, I also heard from a few parents that told me, I have a $10,000 check that I want to give to the finance department, but I can't get anyone on the phone. Right. Well, first of all, nobody has dealt with, because the number of students that I have had in that university, nobody has dealt with the finance department more than I have over the last five years. And I can tell you, I've never had an un... Forget about having an experience where they've avoided me or have had trouble getting somebody. I've never had an unpleasant experience, just the opposite with their office. That's the first thing. The other thing is, the first one that you just described, I guarantee you, Mordechai Weiss, is happening Mm -hmm. in Every university in this country, I guarantee that you will find students in every university in this country who are misled either by accident or by somebody who was too lazy to get them the right information, who are misled, they ended up with the wrong course, and then the person who was supposed to authorize things was not able to. I know it's frustrating, believe you me, but I guarantee you it's happening everywhere. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Mordechai Weiss is with us live via telephone. His goal is to become vice president of Yeshiva University, and he's he's going about it with a unique strategy. He's running for a job you can't run for. Details at Mordechai4VP.com. In all seriousness now, you know I'm joking around somewhat when I say that, but you are you have launched a campaign for a job that does not require a campaign. What's the story? Mm-hmm. The, the reason why I launched this campaign is that it's even bigger than, than this position. It's really zeroing in on the fifth key with, with culture. How do we invigorate the campus, the students with excitement? And the way you do that is you give them a voice at the executive table. And through this campaign, I've empowered thousands and thousands of students, alumni, parents, to give their voice on who they want to lead as vice president. Of course, the administration at the end of the day makes the final say because they're in the weeds. They understand the issues better than anyone else. But I want to give them a voice and say, hey, maybe we want this candidate. We feel like this person would serve us best. And the response I've received the past week, the explosion of support I've gotten, I think has less to do with me and my video and the sunglasses and the slow-mo, I think it's more to do with the need and the hunger for the entire university and all their students to finally be heard and say, please listen to us. Because, Nahum, whether, whether it happens at other schools or not, I'm focused on why you. And students, many of them, don't feel like they're being heard. And that's the point of the campaign, to bring these issues into light. I will not sit aside and watch the rankings fall and allow people to say, oh, it was Einstein, oh, this happens at other universities. We should not settle for anything other than the best. Because that's what our students have in terms of their 
talent and their qualities, and that's the point of the campaign, and that's what we've been doing. Do you agree that if you really want a position at YU, and by the way, we should point out, you know, people should know your background. You're now you're now completing yes. law school, right? You're saying yes, not yes. not in not in Yeshiva University, but you're completing law school. Undergrad yes. undergrad was at Yeshiva College, right? Just to be clear. Yes. And if someone like yourself strategically wants to plan how to become either vice president or maybe more realistically because of your age and experience at this, et cetera, you know, maybe a, a, another position in the administration that where you could have your voice heard and where you can affect change and where you can donate your money from your first year salary, et cetera, et cetera. Wouldn't, isn't, aren't there better strategies than this one? I would think that this would be a real turnoff the way you're going about it to anybody who might take your quote-unquote candidacy seriously. I might advise you, the career center at JM and the AM might advise you that if you're really looking to you know to get this job, you would work behind the scenes to speak with the appropriate people. There's got to be a search committee for that job and others, especially this time of year in August. Um, and and you know and and work your way in and explain why you could be effective and even say as you've indicated that you're willing to forego your first year salary to show how committed you are to this mission. Wouldn't that be a better idea? I think not, and here's why. For everyone who doesn't know, when I was at Yeshiva University in the Seismic Honors Program, I did everything I can wherever I was called up to help improve student life and student opportunity. I was there. So here are a few examples. I was on the Dean's Cohort Committee where I met weekly with the Deans of the Business School to organize events to get more exposure to recruiters and employers. I met with the Accreditation Commission and told them why we need to be an accredited university. I was founder of the Entrepreneurship Club, and I brought in Nakam high-profile donors and introduced them to our dean. I served them up to my dean and had them talk. I met with the admissions office. Everywhere where I felt like I could be helpful, I was there. It didn't matter what because I love the university and I care a lot about its success. But let me tell you something, Nakam. Very little progress was made on these committees. Very little progress. The same five keys that I have right now, Alumni Network, Career Center, YU Stern Connection, Curriculum, Culture, I've been saying this since 2014, 2015. It's the same unresolved issues. So when I'm told maybe take a go, go quietly, go behind and start, start from the bottom, I don't think I could effectuate the changes that I think need to be made right now in any other position besides for the head of operations at Yeshiva University. But, the, but, but, but if I told you that this strategy leads to zero, leads to you hitting a yes. wall and not progressing, and, and, and mm-hmm. on the assumption that you could hear that argument, then, I mean, mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't that make this dream, you know, just, just dissipate? Doesn't it make it just go away? I don't, think it's, I don't think it's zero. I don't think it's zero. I've heard from a lot of very high-profile people that said, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm behind this. I think this is exactly what why you need. Let me tell you, if I would have disapplied for the position it, it, the way everyone else does, by sending a cover letter and a resume, that would have hit the recycling bin so fast, uh, my head would have spun. And this is the way that also I think it's important, it's besides the candidacy, when these five keys are out, whether or not I get this position, with God's help, I will. But let's say it doesn't. These five keys and agendas will live on, and the administration will look at them and say, okay, we heard you from thousands of people. This is what you need. We will raise the standard of excellence at Yeshiva University through these five keys. So either way, I win, because at the end of the day, I want to help YU and make sure that it is 
the top quality institution for the future generation. You know, I could make the argument, and again, I'm somewhat familiar. Obviously, you've been on campus a lot uh, more recently than I have in terms of a real, yes. ca- real campus experience. Um, mm-hmm. But I could make the argument, and I think anybody from your generation could as well, especially those with my attitude, that all five mm-hmm. of these areas are pretty strong. You may be right that just like, again, other universities need, need uh, some, and in some cases a lot of work in some of them. But, you know, but, but th- I, I don't know if, if an objective observer or those who rank university keys, I don't know if they wouldn't give satisfactory marks in these five areas at the moment. Again, you may be right that improvement mm-hmm. is needed, but, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if they, uh, I don't know if it's a stretch to say that, you know, that on all five, they're doing pretty well. Well, that's why I think I'm a very unique candidate, Malcolm, because I am with the students. I was recently a graduate, and I understand exactly what they're saying and what they need. In terms of alumni, I understand that these departments exist, but if the students don't feel like they're effective instruments to further this success, I don't care how big, great the website looks for the Alumni Network or the Career Center. What do the students feel? All that matters at the end of the day are the students. Am I the only one who, who, knows, who knows 30 people in, in my kids' generation who've gotten jobs because of YU alumni? Am I the only one who knows Jewish organizations that are supported because the executive director went to college with and, and interacted with? with people who were either graduates of or students at that time at YU? Like, I mean... There's a a difference between the the inherent values of the Jewish community to help each other out and people that happen to be YU alums helping other students versus the YU YU alumni department creating a a whole group that when I'm ready to go to law school or I'm ready to go into finance, there are 20 alumni that they're going to connect me with. If I say I want to work on a nonprofit, they connect me to a nonprofit. There are networking events with these alumni. It's a difference between incidental, yes, of course, YU alum helps students because that's what we do as the Jewish people. But in terms of them taking the initiative and connecting students, that's what we need to do. And I haven't gotten a single a single message this week out of the hundreds that I've received saying, hey, Morty, you're way offline, man. We have a great alumni network. Or, hey, man, you're way offline. The, the, and by the way, the Career Center does a, a, things, a lot of great things in finance and accounting, but there are other areas where I spoke to someone that wants to go into management consulting, and they said, sorry, we, we can't help you. So, And then in terms of the Why You Stern Connection, uh, do you know about the inter-campus events? Do you see the attendance at the Chagigas two, three years ago? They're basically empty. They're basically empty because they're dated, and people don't want to. People want more updated events, more trendy events. So I understand that these departments exist, and I understand that there are people working in them. But all that matters, in my opinion, is. Do the students feel like it exists? Do they feel like there are effective instruments? And Malcolm, I haven't gotten the sense this week that I'm way off on these five keys. Everyone says this hits it right on the head. This uh, this hit, the first video hit eight days ago, correct? That's when it became public. Monday, Monday, yes. Eight days ago. In those eight days, would you say you're closer or further away to becoming employed by Yeshiva University? I would say much closer. Really? I would say much closer. 
Yes, because someone, someone that could garner the attention of tens of thousands of people, you know how much it cost me, Nakam, this whole thing? A hundred bucks. Why? I did the whole thing myself. Someone that could garner the attention from people. I got called from donors saying, high-profile donors saying, if you get this position, I will be writing a check because I want my money to feel like an investment. I think I'm much closer. They see that I could garner excitement support. That's why you need to get back to the top 50. Whether or not the, 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 you know, the, all the gravitas and the social media, they understand that this is, this is something that is powerful. That that's what we need. Attention, excitement, passion, a vision. That is what's going to get us back to top 50. Not the same copy and paste programs that we've been doing for 20 or 30 years. So yes, and also they see that the students agree with these agendas and that's why it got so much traction so i think i'm much closer than i was eight days ago to being part of the uh, being part of the why you success story or future i guess we would say um well yeah. mordechai weiss one thing i will tell you and a big positive that mm. i'm taking away from this conversation is i never thought mm. i would be speaking to someone publicly in a public forum uh, especially mm. at your at your age who has what i would call mm. the same degree of passion for Yeshiva University that I have. Now, we may go th- we may go about things a little differently. <laughs> I, I am certainly much more of a cheerleader and somebody who mm-hmm. looks back at the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years and emphasizes and accentuates the positives because you do have to admit mm-hmm. uh, that there has been uh, there have been some unbelievably positive developments that have given YU an incredible name both nationwide and internationally over the last few mm-hmm. years. And in fact, one of your family members actually had a role in that. Uh, mm-hmm. in one of the things that I'm thinking about. Uh, and, and it's become, uh, and YU and many of its programs have not just sports, but many of its programs have become the focus of our conversations here over the last few years. And, and some of them, some of them have been very, very successful. But I understand that you think there are certain areas where improvement is needed. Uh, again, the most positive thing about this conversation is that I never thought I would hear somebody your age, a graduate of Yeshiva mm. College, uh, uh, raise his voice the way you mm. have when describing what you think of YU. So, thank you, thank you, Nakama. I appreciate it, and everyone goes about something in different ways. This is my way to do it, and for anyone listening that agrees with the overall message, go to my website, Mordecai4, the number 4VP.com, read my agendas. Those are all from hundreds of hours of conversations I've had with students. Endorse the campaign, spread it on social media. And if you know someone in the administration that you want to call up and say, hey, give this kid a shot, what do you have to lose? He's going to work for free. He's going to donate all of his money back, pick up the phone, and get involved and I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, whether you get the job or not, I'd like to walk the campus with you one day once the students come back after this whole COVID situation. I've been there recently. I go to the basketball games. Come on, I'm a big fan. I, 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 <laughs> I get it. I get back. it. I get it. But right now the campus is relatively yeah. empty. But when it's filled, when it's when the hustle and bustle is back, I'd like to walk around mm-hmm. with you and speak to some of these students together. I would love that. And if I could get a seat next to you at one of the magazines in the VIP section that you sit in, I would love that even more. <laughs> you, have, you have it roped off. Your whole section's roped off for Malcolm Siegel. Well, I don't blame him. He's a celebrity, but still. Well, all I can tell you is that if you really are going to become a donor to the degree that you say, you likely will be able to enjoy that seat as well. <laughs> Mordechai, thank you so much for joining us this morning. A real pleasure. Even though we don't agree on everything, still a real pleasure to mm-hmm. speak to you. 
Malcolm, thank you so much for this opportunity. This was explosive, and I appreciate your time. I'm, I'm happy I got to speak to your listeners. A pleasure. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. It's Mordecai Weiss running, quote-unquote, for vice president of Yeshiva University. Should I, should I include this in my book? Should I include this in one of the chapters in my book? <laughs> which, which I actually... <laughs> I'm actually thinking about now again. There are certain things that need to be said. That was an interesting encounter, to say the least. That was an interesting encounter. Uh, he is well-spoken and uh, respectful. And uh, and, and uh, we had many conversations off the air, which is rare for me when someone eventually becomes invited to, the, to this show that we... That I don't, you know, basically cut off all communication with them because we want to do the. I want to do the interview on the air, not off the air. Uh, but one thing he has been extremely, extremely respectful, and um, we'll see what happens. 